0: Honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion hosted on the com And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awijan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. A great pleasure to finally be back on board once again today. Too wet outside, so no cleanups today, so here I am doing Timberwolves Explosion, finally. I uh, had a similar situation, well, it's too cold on last Thursday, so I wanted to record the show, and then it turned out my computer had a virus in it that was muting the audio. So that explains the extra week delay or so it's about a well about a 5 5 day delay from where i wanted to be it's kind of annoying but well here we are better late than never we're going to kind of catch up i'm not going to go into every game in detail cuz that would be like a 2 hour show the way i do think so but the wolves had a nice 5 game win streak and then it was snapped of course in golden state and then a horrible loss to phoenix and then the wolves beat uh, utah last night nice smothering defense for the most part until the fourth quarter but the Wolves still won the game. That was nice. Um, up and down play from the guy, from guys like Jeff Teague, even Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, sometimes he plays well, mano-a-mano, with uh, Mr. Anthony Davis. And on the 1st of November, not so much. Because, well, he was smothered by the uh, Twin Towers at this stage. That's what you could call them. Uh, Boogie Cousins, Demarcus Cousins, and Anthony Davis. It was, of course, a number one overall pick a few years back in 2012. Carl definitely struggled in the game, but the Wolves still end up winning 104-98 on the road. Go figure. So that was a very fun overall performance for the club. As Carl wound up with only freaking two points in the game, got smothered the whole night, ran into foul trouble very early. Taj Gibson ran into foul trouble, still got a double-double. The guy's become a pretty good double-double player for the Wolves. I mean, I've been pleasantly surprised a bit with Taj Gibson. I mean, you think of him as a role player, but he's a little bit better than a role player, I guess. Um, Certainly not like a star, that's for sure, but hey, he definitely plays a role well, I suppose. Like a role-playing starter, I suppose. (laughs) It was not one of Jeff Teague's better games, but still wound up with nine assists. Uh, The overall star of the game was Jimmy Butler. Really showed up to play. Strong defense, wound up with 23 points. Just a fun... Overall night, good play from the bench, and a a nice team victory, I would have to say. Uh, Boogie Cousins killed the Wolves, he made half of his threes, that's great, 35 points and such. Let's keep moving right away here. (laughs) Dallas Mavericks game on the 4th of November, Saturday, the 4th of November, one twelve ninety-nine. Very easy win for the Wolves, kind of a chill night, and Dirk Nowitzki looks like he's way past his prime, and of course he is. Uh, Dallas Mavericks continue to drop. At this point, they're 2-12 and on the season. Nothing really impressive about the Dallas Mavericks, uh, except for Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, he's definitely an up-and-comer. Gotta like what we're seeing out of him long-term. But the rest of the team, boy, I mean, they're looking for to, uh, try to get the number one pick, I gotta think. And, well, good on them if they get it, I suppose. <laughs> That's about all I gotta say about the game. Nice, fun overall night for the club. Carl Anthony Towns dominated. Jeff Teague with a double-double. Teague, though, he's been definitely running into the turnovers, and you're definitely going to be talking about that in a freaking Phoenix game. That was some bull. Uh, this is the third win in the ro- in a row for the Wolves. I mean, another double-double for Todd Gibson. Just kind of neat, I say, more. Wiggins, nice, solid performance. Just an overall easy game for the Wolves in this one. Gorgie Zhang later would miss time in the Phoenix game. Unfortunately, he got banged up. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, I thought this was going to be a tough matchup, too. Kind of like the New Orleans Pelicans, the... The two hornets, we could say. (laughs) Ultimately, the pelicans and the bobcat hornets, whatever you want to say. (laughs) As the hornets started the... uh Started the season fairly strong, and this was kind of like a glass ceiling, you could say. They hit the ceiling, didn't break it, and down they went. And that's kind of what's going on with the Charlotte Hornets at this stage. They now have a losing record. Gorgie Jang put probably his best game of the season off the bench. He made 9 of 10 free throws, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, fun overall night. Jeff Teague, just, you know, it was, it was an enjoyable game to watch. I mean, he dominated Kemba Walker. I mean, Walker struggled the entire night. And it was kind of surprising. I mean, Walker's been a Wolves killer, and he couldn't hit a shot. Sure, he was getting assists and all that. He was setting other players up, getting to the basket, and, of course, a couple three-point shots. But overall, the Hornets were clanging the nets most of the night. I mean, only 32% from three, 42% from the floor in general. Not a good night for the Bobcats. Uh, Michael's favorite player, Cody Zeller, 16 points up the bench there and nine rebounds. He He was surprisingly good, but I suppose... The Wolves are just kind of giving him baskets on occasion. Sometimes just when guys drive to the basket, I swear the Wolves' defense against the dribble drive is not good. I mean, it's just half the time it's like they're just caught sleeping, and I don't understand it. But an overall fun night. Jeff Teague looks like a wonderful point guard at this point. I mean, you're seeing a style from Jeff Teague that, man... Those old '90s point guards, you know, it's like I was thinking. Wait a minute, now when I was kind of getting a train of thought in the the past week or so, I thought I had a name, a player, but no, it was generally in you know, like the old days, the point guards with those those nifty little passes, driving to the basket, but also can score. To me, he's like a classic point guard in a lot of ways. At least he's become that here. It seemed like with Atlanta, his assists were down, and I I saw somebody on one of the uh, the Flip's Army's uh, threads talking about. I believe it was in the game thread yesterday, talking about. How, yeah, you know, I miss the days of point guards getting 10, 11, 12 assists a game, stuff like that, because it seemed like a lot of guys, is like 5, 4, you know, type of assists, and that's kind of lame. Um, Jeff Teague is becoming a kind of guy that is like a 10 to 12 assist guy. Uh, he's not officially averaging that right now. He's up to 7.5, though, as the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, per game average continues to climb during the season, and we appreciate that very much, but... He really does remind me of a lot of those guys. Like yeah, I you know, I can't really pinpoint a name. Um we could even kind of say Terrell Brandon before he had those ankle issues and he stopped driving to the basket, but I you know, like the Cleveland Cavaliers Terrell Brandon, the one that was really really good that drove to the basket a lot. And uh, you know, Jeff Teague provides that offensive spark. Uh, he made four or five threes in the game. He's really good on that catch and shoot three-pointer. He's probably the best catch and shoot player on the team right now because I think generally the three point shot is not going so well for the club right now. I mean, you got a lot of guys kind of struggling out there. And Carl Anthony Towns, I'm not liking the constant. I think he attempts too many threes. I mean, he's attempting almost four a game right now. That's less than. That's le- that's like only one half attempt less than Andrew Wiggins, who's leading the club at 4.2. What's going on here? I mean, he. why is Carl Anthony Towns tied with Jeff Teague from attempts from downtown? Um. This percentage isn't bad. It's 35 or so, a little over 35%, but uh, you know, no <laughs> I don't know. I I, I I don't like my center just kinda lounging around around the three-point line. That's where Carl kinda ran into trouble early last season, and I, I think he's a little bit running into a tiny bit right now. I mean he sees better than the start of last year, I gotta say. But And obviously guys are deferring a little more. You're not going to, I I don't know if you're going to see a 25 points a game player this year on the club, unfortunately, but that goes to the territory when you have so many uh, scoring options on the team. I mean, you have Jimmy Butler averaging 16 points a game because he's deferring. And again, guys saying that that's a bad sign. Well, no, I mean, talk is that Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's very happy and he's enjoying being able to defer. Sometimes it's nice when you have other guys out there that you can count on where Jimmy Butler truly is the leader of the club, is defensively. I mean, he looks cool out there defensively. He's he's, he's calm, cool, collected all the time. You, you never see him stressed out. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau's stressed out 100% of the game. <laughs> uh, yet in press conferences, he's very he's, he's like Jimmy Butler, very kind of calm, cool, and collected. But it's kind of funny. Just imagine if he was like that at a press conference. I <laughs> would kind of like that. <laughs> I don't know who wouldn't like that. I think It would be hilarious. But uh, no, the most natural three-point shooter on the club to me is Jeff Teak, And I really like that catch and shoot. Of course, Nemanja, Bielitsa, or you could just say Nemanja, or whatever you want to say. Pally, his three-point percentage is super high. He doesn't take a whole lot of shots. I mean, he's averaging 53% right now, which is off the charts. And I don't think that's going to last forever, especially if his attempts start going up. But, uh, you know, keep the catch and shoot coming. I mean, the dribble dribbling around and shooting threes like Jamal Crawford does on occasion? No. I mean, when when he does the catch-and-shoot threes, it's it's a high-percentage shot, and it's basketball 101. I mean, it's, you know, I won't call it kindergarten basketball. You could call it, eh, you know, middle school, high school basketball. Catch-and-shoot, catch-and-shoot, catch-and-shoot. And, and, and of course, that goes all the way up to the NBA, but just saying how it's you think it's common sense to somebody at a younger age that catch-and-shoot is higher percentage, because it is. I always say, I got so good at the catch and shoot myself that a lot of my friends wouldn't even pass the ball to me when we we're playing horse. They would roll it away from me, so I'd have to go pick it up. And even that can make you a good shooter because just picking up the ball off the floor and being able to shoot from that spot, that actually really helps you become an even better jump shooter. But that's how good I got at that because every time I they'd pass it to me, I, it would go in because catch and shoot. I mean, because I would stand there and shoot it because it's a high percentage bleeping shot. I know I've said that in the past, some of you might be new, some of you may not be new, and welcome to those of you that may be, because I'm sure every show has like one or two new people here and there, or a couple hundred, who knows, I mean every show's different, (laughs) the ratings fluctuate for whatever reason, ratings, numbers, whatever you want to call it, but um, I love Jeff Teague's shot from the uh, three-point range, the guys just got to protect the ball a little better uh, the Charlotte game though I thought was probably one of his, I mean it's got to be one of his most smooth overall games of the of the season, not the most dominant statistics but damn good, I mean 18 points, 9 assists, I mean you, or 12 assists, excuse me, you don't get a whole lot better than that The next two games were horse crap. I mean, you can almost merge them together. Great defense, guys. Great. Fantastic. I mean, you know, after all that promise, the great solid defense, Carl Anthony Towns has become a better and better defender. You're even seeing Wiggins taking away passing lanes, particularly last night against the Utah Chaz. But at the same time, now you're seeing games like Golden State. Okay, they're the greatest team of all time. No, they're not. Golden State is not the greatest team of all time because they don't have the mental toughness of the Chicago Bulls. I will argue with you until I'm blue in the face to those of you out there that maybe you didn't really watch the Bulls because you weren't really, you know, around yet. Not saying that makes you less of a person, but maybe you just, you know, sometimes you got to defer a little bit to more more experienced fans, I got to think. Fans and basketball gurus, whatever you want to call us. Um, speaking of gurus, I guess, whatever. Ugh, the Warriors just stomped on the Wolves all night. The, the Wolves hung on the, I mean, hung on for a while, and then bleeped the third quarter. Like people would always say, it's a fun game. You know, you hang in there. The first half was was fun to watch. The Wolves hung on. They're only down by one. I mean, that's that's good stuff. And then the fourth quarter, the explosion happened. Forty four bleeping points for the bleeping Warriors. Who I just, you know, I've made my opinions known about them. I am not a fan at all. Um, But they did what they did. Their damn three-point shot and the garbage, you know. Th- th- see, th- this is an opinion I came up with, and go ahead and get mad at me for this. But you know what? You know what Steph Curry is in a lot of ways? And I know there's way more to his game. He attacks the basket, on, you know, and he has a fast break ability as well. There, There is all that. And Sometimes he'll get little steals, you know, when he gambles and takes away the passing lane on occasion. He's He's generally not a good defender, but he'll get steals by gulping up the passing lane like the Rubios, like the... Like the uh, 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 Corey Brewers and even Andrew Wiggins starting to do that, which is helpful. It's a step in the right direction. But no, uh, in general, when Curry's out there pounding the ball and just launching threes, whatever, he's like a JJ Barea that can that 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 just makes threes at a crazy clip. Now he was two of seven in this game, so that's more like JJ Barea. But that's why I'm not a huge fan because you know, do you really like players just pounding the ball and just hoisting up threes? Now I know there's again more to the Warriors than that, but that's kind of Curry's game at times, right? A, a lot of the part where people are like, ah, it's because he just he'll he'll take the stupidest shots and it still goes in, and it's like, yeah, he gets away with it. Yeah, they go in this and that, but again, that's why I'm not a huge fan of that brand of basketball because it's not really that good. You know, it's nice that he makes it, but grand scheme of things, it's not really good basketball. Moving the ball around, catch and shoot like Clay Thompson, yes. And he was 6 of 12 from downtown because he was doing that. And bada bing, bada boom. That's why I like Clay Thompson more. Not because necessarily he's a better player, but his style of basketball is just, it's more appealing to a guy like me, I guess, who loves the catch and shoot. And I talk about it too much, don't I? I bet you like. I just, you, how about you think I just stay awake all night, just catch and shoot, catch and shoot, but I, I, I'm, I'm not quite that bad, that's more like Tom Thibodeau, switch, 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 get him, get on him, that's, that's more like Tom Thibodeau in the middle of the night, but, uh, oh, by the way, Kevin Durant didn't even play in the game, yeah, Kevin Durant didn't even play in the game, you know, that's kind of the other part of the, what this one, they scorched us, they did this, they did that, and Kevin Durant didn't even play in the game, because it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. Because they're the greatest team ever. Well, they're the greatest team in the league right now, yes. Okay, fine. Damn it, I don't have to like it, but... Yeah, they're the best team in the league right now. And last year was quite the uh, example of that. Especially when Kevin Durant is healthy. I mean, what are you going to do? Who, who are you going to... What is, I mean, what are you going to talk about? The, the guy that made 30 this night or the guy that made 30 the next night? You know, and it's just... This guy's off, this guy's on, this guy's off, this guy's on. Squadron left, squadron fly. Hail Mary, whatever the hell. I'm just BSing, but that's what it's like. And, and it's like you have guys taking willy-nilly shots that just go in anyway, and whatever, man. Video game glitch, whatever you want to call it. It's, I don't know. I'd rather... You get the idea already. I mean, I'd rather see more fluent basketball than that, but at least there's some guys on the team that do that, I suppose. And occasionally Mr. Mr. Spicy Curry does that. Warriors win 125-101. Point made. Move on. 118 to 110 loss to the Phoenix Bleepin' Suns. What? <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that good? Did you like it? Did you guys like that game? Wasn't it fun? You know? I mean, the Wolves are doing fine for a little while in this one. They took a nice, strong lead, and then the freaking Suns scored 37 points in the second quarter. We'll still hung on to a minor lead. Yeah, third quarter, not so bad, and then the fourth was, uh, you know, balls. It, it was just... Uh, Wiggins always does well against the Suns, and he did well to a point. But then Jeff Teague, I mean, Jeff Bleep and Teague, was horrendous. He couldn't even hang on to the ball. He was at like one point, two points. I mean, he was at like two points for the longest time. He managed to get to eight, thank you very much. He couldn't even, you know, he only got to the line once, and he only made one of his free throws in the game. Butler was freaking awesome most of the game, but he wasn't clutched down the stretch. No, I mean, he was awesome in terms of getting to the free throw line. Couldn't hit a bleeping shot, though. uh, Five of 17, pardon me. Wiggins was strong. Carl was strong for the most part. Taj Gibson, another double-double. I mean, the guy is, uh, he's a force out there, and I I love his energy for uh, somebody who's already 32 years old. I can't even believe he's 32 already, but. He looks like he's, uh, he he, he plays like he's 25, so I really appreciate what Todd Gibson brings to the club. Devin Bleepin Booker couldn't stop making threes, and nor could frickin' Marquis Chris, and it just was one after another, and then the Dragon made a couple two, Dragon Bender, a couple threes in the game. I mean, the defense went from bad to worse in that fourth quarter. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing ever the whole game, but that fourth quarter was just garbage. Um, well, the second quarter was garbage, too. That's what That was an indicator of where things are headed. Uh, Phoenix has a different coach now at the moment because they already got rid of Watson. That didn't take long. Three games in. And, of course, they traded away uh, Mr. Bledsoe. Bledsoe over to the Bucks, who are going to be a pretty entertaining team now, even more than ever. Um, Marquis Cristo, my God. I mean, geez. And, and, and the Suns were blocking shots. That, that weak side defense was driving me up the wall. They're, they're getting to the Wolves, knocking the ball away. They, they kind of reminded me of the New Orleans Saints. I mean, you know, knocking the ball out, blocking shots. Like Their defense isn't good necessarily, but they forced turnovers. You know, bottom line, they were forcing turnovers, and it was just maddening. I mean, really? <sighs> yeah, it was crap. Um, a, a team that's 5-10 and 10 on the season at this stage... Teague couldn't even hang on to the frickin' ball. He, he was getting some steals, so he was kind of getting the ball back a couple times. So the takeaway battle, Teague lost only two at the end. So I, I guess that's a little better. But, jeez. Um, I appreciated Butler getting to the free-throw line as much as he did not kind of sort of keeping the Wolves in it. But again, a ter- terrible overall shooting from the floor. Teague and Butler... Ugh, the two-star guards of the game were not good in the in general. Um, Wiggins had a strong game offensively, but other than taking a couple of passing lanes away, a couple steals in the game, which he's been starting to do, which is helpful, he did nothing else. I mean, one rebound, no assists, couldn't get anything going. And, of course, the, the passing lanes were getting taken away. Um, he had no turnovers because he wasn't really passing. Uh Just an awful game. Um, It's crazy to imagine the Wolves only had 11 turnovers in the game because most of them happened later in the game, and also the defense in general was just crap. I mean, that's about all I can say about it. Let's move on to the Utah game, the 13th of November. The Wolves win 109-98. So again, now we're getting caught up as we move. quickly. We are now at the last game, so that's nice. Uh, fun overall night. If you're a Wolves fan, of course, the Wolves take a big lead and then the defense starts to get worse in the fourth quarter, kind of like the Phoenix game in that sense. But the Wolves hung on nicely down the stretch. I would say the fourth quarter was easily the worst part of the game for the Wolves. I mean, easily. I mean, you, you don't even have to look at it on paper. You just know. And the, the third quarter was wonderful. The first and the third quarter, the Wolves just dominated Utah, took an early lead. Jeff Teague, definitely on a mission most of the night. Um, a little of that catch and shoot action going on, and of course, again the alley oop passes. Just oh, I mean, he had at least one to Carl Anthony Towns that I remember very well, and he uh, You can see, see it kind of flashing in the background at times too. <laughs> Jeff Teague, um, a strong overall game. Um, not not the greatest assist numbers, most of that happened early. He started getting just just hitting his shots, made four of seven from downtown. Carl, four of six from downtown, but he, but one of the one of the shots he missed was just kind of dumb. I mean, you're trying to burn the clock a little bit, and he's standing out at the th- three-point line next to Jeff Teague for some reason rather than going down low. Maybe want to eat the clock a little bit, take your time, post up, and then maybe go for a close shot in that situation. Instead, he just kind of does a, he does kind of sort of a catch-and-shoot, like a lazy catch-and-shoot where he caught the ball and then kind of stood there and then let it go why? I mean, and it was fairly early in the shot clock, so it's little stuff like that, it bugs me, but luckily the Wolves hung on, and things ended up working out for the best. But when you have like a 20-ish, 22, 23-point lead, and it dwindles time and time again, and you're taking shots like that, I, I don't know, that was kind of annoying. This was all in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Jazz obviously were a bleed from three-point range, not necessarily high percentage, but were attempting so many. Uh, they missed a lot. Luckily, you know, as the Wolves would leave them open from, from three-point land in the, in the fourth quarter, they did miss quite a few, attempting forty threes in the game. Insane. But thankfully, thankfully, a good number of them were missed down the stretch, and the Wolves were able to hang on. Uh, Jarebko missing a couple threes down the stretch, and Joe Ingles couldn't make anything. Thank God for that. I mean, because the guy generally is a pretty good shooter. He was left wide open a couple times as the Jazz were kind of knocking on the door there. Uh, Joe Ingles couldn't make anything, zero, the whole night. <laughs> Rubio, by the way, speaking of, couldn't make anything. All he did was make one basket and get a get a, get a a free throw. As he had an and one. That's basically all there is to it for Rubio's game. An awful shooting night and not really in it at all. Only two assists, three points. So I like that a little bit. Uh, he was clanging threes the whole night as well. Uh, the Jazz defense tightened late in the fourth quarter, forced the Wolves into a lot of stupid shots again. Um, but luckily, this time the Wolves hung on. It wasn't another Phoenix Sun situation. So, because the Wolves had built such a big lead, uh, the Jazz would have had a hell of a time catching up. And they were just were not they were not hitting enough shots to catch up in the game. And that was kind of the uh, the Jazz undoing. And it certainly didn't help with uh, Ricky Rubio having an awful overall game. I would have to say Wiggins. Well, at least he got four assists and four rebounds, and then now he only had eleven points in the game. Very quiet in that sense. Taj Gibson, another double-double. This guy is just, his value is crazy. Um, whew. It's going to be tough to give out an award. Uh, of, of course, Carl, 24 and 13 in the game as well. Uh, his defense has improved and noticeably. He, the the shot-blocking numbers have gone down, but at least he's forcing misses, and he's getting in position, and then next thing you know, he's not. Uh, it's kind of up and down. It's still a work in progress, but at least you're seeing some signs of improvement Defensively, particularly Carl, and even Andrew Wiggins. Believe it or not, of course, when you have a guy like uh, Mister Jimmy Butler, who can kind of be, you know, that floor general to help out the floor general defensively per se, to help guys learn the, you know, learn the learn the way of the defense of the NBA. Learn uh, Mister Tom Thibodeau's style defensively. And that's what Jimmy Butler has done nicely for the most part. And, of course, it's still a work in progress. That'll take a few months, honestly. And I know, and you don't want to wait forever. Um, you, You see signs of it here and there. Like when I say a few months for it to be more consistent, it's already showing, but then it goes away and comes back and goes away and comes back. Like, again, like the fourth quarter against the Jazz, not the best. Luckily, the Wolves still managed to keep the Jazz under 100 because the defense was good for three quarters, just don't forget the fourth sometimes, and I know Jazz, or Ch- Jazz were locked in trying to get back in the game, and good on them for that, so it is what it is. Let's pass out the awards, so not bad. Still managed to keep this to about 24 minutes. Shocking. The Alpha Wolf Award for this episode, you know, I'm going to give it to Todd Gibson for being consistent throughout the entire like first half of the month here. Not bad. The first 14 days, first two weeks of the month here, Todd Gibson, um, you know, he stayed consistent. You know, Wiggins, you have the eleven point games, you have the twenty seven point games. Butler is definitely the honorable mention for the award. Teague, you had some awful games, then you had solid ones like last night, and a really awesome night against Charlotte. Teague would have probably gotten back to back. I'm, I'm going to say this if I was able to record the show last week on Friday, which would have been pretty funny. It would have or Thursday, <laughs> it would have been one day before the usual day when you know I'm able to do the show normally, like normal times again. T um, would have probably gotten a back-to-back Alpha Wolf Award. I will mention that, so we'll kind of say he did get it for that, but generally speaking, since the last show, Taj Gibson gets the Alpha Wolf Award. Johnny Flynn Memorial, Shabazz, uh, he is tough to watch. Uh, he, he, he is not good right now. Uh, he always starts slow, so hopefully it, uh, he catches up and he gets better. He generally plays well against Phoenix, and I still remember years ago in his rookie year, Rick Edelman was still the coach in his final run Shabazz Muhammad had his first breakout game, and he, that was his best game this in the past two weeks. A nice nine-point performance off the bench, three of five, but in a very nasty game. Uh, but Shabazz was definitely not part of the problem on the offensive side of the ball at the very least. So we appreciate what he was able to bring to the club <laughs> in, uh, during, at least in that game. But generally speaking, he's not been good. So with that, we'll take a quick break, and we will preview a five bleeping games. Wow, there's really busy schedule coming up. <laughs> We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. We're going to preview five games, as I mentioned. The schedule getting pretty crammed in here as we head into the Thanksgiving season. Yes, yes, yep. Uh, Five games. We will host the Dallas... No, we will host the San Antonio Spurs, pardon me, and head to Dallas. So a Texas two-step again, but one home, one away. Spurs and Dallas... uh, home game for the Wolves. Kawhi Leonard has yet to play a single game. That quad injury, the thigh injury for Kawhi Leonard has plagued him so far. Still has not seen any action. He missed the whole preseason, this and that. And he's missed the whole regular season too up to this point. So no Kawhi Leonard. Take care of business, guys. That's all I got to say there. Uh, hope you didn't mind the bumper music change for this episode. Just had a vibe. I I, I don't know. There's no real reason. Like nothing bad or nothing good about it. Just wanted to have something different for this episode. So I'll bring the fun Shadow Man bit back next week, hopefully. It's really, I mean, you know, let's have a little better game than we did in season opener. That'd be greatly appreciated. LaMarcus Aldrich is leading them in scoring and he's still not averaging 10 rebounds a game. Shock of the decade. He just doesn't average that many. I've never been a fan of the guy. He's just, I don't know, he just is what he is. He's soft and he's not a winner, but he always seems to play great against us oh, <sighs> I 3 point percentage always dangerous from this club, I got to say, it always is. I mean, even the Marcus Aldridge 40 41%, but he doesn't attempt a whole lot. Uh 41 and a half from Rudy Gay. Uh Danny Green about 40, Paul Gasol is almost 50%. Tunde <laughs> Murray. Gosh, I mean, it's too many, but he doesn't attempt that many. Um Patty Mills. Well, he's been down. He's not having the best season so far. And again, he's the spark plug guy. He's not a star. He's not a star point guard for the club. Um, you're Also still looking for the old French man. What's going on with him? See, it's just hmm, it's not been going well for the Spurs, at least for some of the, well, the young current star and, and the old stars as well. As Tony Parker's yet to see action this season, if you can believe that. To me, it's just stay focused defensively and, you know, just stay focused, protect the basketball. The Wolves should have no problem beating this team. I mean, I know they're well-coached. I know these guys are experienced. There's a lot of good players. Obviously, Pau Gasol, you know, he is an ageless wonder. His statistics aren't that spectacular, but he's still got it. He's absolutely still got it. Same with Manu It's Not not spectacular statistics, about nine points a game. Pau Gasol, about 11, eight rebounds, this, that. But they, they still get the job done, you know, and, and Murray's a nice solid player off the bench. You know, Danny Green can make threes in his sleep, or at least he used to. Percentage down a little bit. Uh, Rudy Gay, well, he's kind of, you know, it's like the, the two best players points-wise so far. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and Rudy Gay are two guys you think of. They're not really winners. They're not really big-time guys. But, hey, I mean, they always seem to play well against the Wolves. It's just really annoying. Uh, this is a game I think the Wolves need to win. Like, not have to win this and that, but... You know, and I'm not panicking or anything like some articles, but I am a little annoyed with games like Phoenix. I'm annoyed with that, and of course that uh, the the second half against the Warriors. Okay, they're the greatest team ever. Yeah, but it was still a dog bleep effort, though, in the second half. It was. I mean, let let's be honest here. I'm not gonna just sit here and be a cheerleader. I'm not gonna do that. And if that's what you're looking for, well, stop it. <laughs> that's what I That's what I say. Stop it. Stop it. Thank you, Michael Savage. I I agree with him. Yes, please. <laughs> That's pretty much my stance if you're looking for a cheerleader. That's what I'm going to tell you, to be quite honest. Um, I, I am going to predict, yeah, you know, geez, you look at the schedule. These are all winnable games. The Wolves need to take advantage. Uh, should I pick a win in this one? It's like, yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, the, the, the Spurs possess a lot of things that ail the Wolves. But when the Wolves stay focused and locked in like they did last night for the most part, at least for the first three quarters, for the most part, and then they kind of sort of finished the job against Utah, if they're able to stay focused, they should be able to win the game, and it does help to be at home. Um, obviously, in San Antonio, I almost can never pick a win, ever, but um, Dallas is kind of a trap game. I I don't know. I'm kind of concerned about that one. Detroit's scary, but at home, the Wolves, I think, have no excuse there. Charlotte, I think, is a tough one. I I, I kind of sense something going on there. And then Orlando, I've never liked playing them, but at home again, should be better than on the road. Uh, I'm going to pick a Wolves win. I'm going to pick a Wolves win, something something similar to the Utah game, similar. Uh, 108-100, the Wolves will beat the Spurs. Uh, Carl generally plays well against San Antonio. I think he's obviously a huge X, X factor. Obviously, Jimmy Butler. I think it's kind of a Carl and Butler type of game. Not, not, not so much Wiggins. I think Dallas is Wiggins. Um, Dallas, Detroit, I think those are potential Wiggins type of games. Um, you know, because, you know, that's what's fun about this. There's like a different star every night, that type of thing. Even though there's three major stars. And of course, Teague. Teague, I like against Charlotte. That's going to be intriguing to see how those two guys match up again uh, the second time around. Is Kemba Walker going to go off on Teague and Teague struggle? Yeah, I've got a bad feeling. I don't know why, but mm, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, Teague can, can uh, repeat. Well, I'm like already halfway previewing some of the other ones, but I suppose that's how that goes. Wolves win 108-100 over the Spurs. Carl will be most likely be the leading scorer. Dallas Mavericks game you know, it's a trap game. I think the, I think there'll be some danger in this one. I think the Dallas Mavericks will have leads in this game. The, the 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 lead will change a couple times in this one. Of course, we've talked about the Mavericks extensively, so I could keep this fairly brief. Of course, Harrison Barnes, like, you know, he's not a star, but he's the leading scorer. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. should be, you know, should continue to emerge and be dangerous. He's already almost averaging 15 points a game as a rookie and five assists, not bad. Um field goal percentage questionable so far, but that's, again, a rookie. Hopefully he can keep working on his jump shot for his sake. Wesley Matthews is just, like, nearing the end. I mean, 36%. He stinks right now. Same with uh, Dirk Nowitzki. really dropped off the face of the earth. Blah, blah, blah. It's a, you know... It, as long as nobody goes crazy like Dirk Nowitzki has a renaissance game, which he did last year, which pissed me off. It was so frustrating. And, of course, somebody like a Harrison Barnes goes off for crazy numbers. Remember, the Wolves did lose a game in Dallas last year, which is really annoying. Um, this is a better Wolves club. I think there's no excuse. I think the Wolves score on this this uh, aging aging and, and super young mix. And, of course, Beret is just what he is, a kind of crazy, wild player. Uh, the Wolves should win the game. Something of the likes of one twelve to ninety eight, something like that. I think the Wolves win the game. I think Andrew Wiggins goes off for twenty five plus in the game, and the Wolves win. More of a balanced effort, but Wiggins will be the leading scorer for the Minnesota Timberwolves over the Mavericks. So the Wolves will have beaten both of the Texas teams, which might sound a little too homerish, but we'll see. As we try to move right along here, meaning it's five games. So the D De- up, oh, bouncing around here. Detroit Pistons. Oh goody. This has always been kind of a headache for me. Uh, remember last time around it was kind of similar to the Phoenix game um, this is a home game but it's just one of those annoying home losses, it, it, maybe <laughs> uh, it's and it's a, we have a back to back situation this is Sunday the 19th, Sunday the 19th I, I like these Sunday evening games about 6 o'clock after the Vikes and Maybe a little, right before I start recording Purple Mafia, watch some Wolves, that type of thing. I I like that. Hopefully the Vikings beat the uh, Los Angeles Rams this weekend. That would be uh, you talk about a glass ceiling type of game. You break through that glass ceiling, it's like a stock, just uh, takes off, and skyrockets because it went through that glass ceiling, and that's going to be the title for the episode. Most likely, win or lose, glass ceiling for that episode. Do check out Purple Mafia, by the way, after the uh, Vikings win over the, uh, Watching the Redskins. That's on iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist, just like this one. <sighs> Detroit Pistons. Tobias Harris scorched the Wolves last time around. Will he do it again? I don't know. I, I hope not. Uh, Avery Bradley's always been a tough matchup. Andre Drummond's been a tough matchup. Ish Bleepin Smith always intends to get a ton of assists, and he's always a threat against the uh, the Timberwolves historically. You know, there's always just certain guys, certain teams that always do well against you. Anthony Frickin Tolliver always seems to play well against the Wolves too. Um, Reggie Jackson's had some strong games against the Wolves. Uh, He's still the point guard of that club. Avery Bradley, shooting guard. And, of course, Tobias Harris, small forward who can go off for a ton. And he's the leading scorer. He's he's making 51% from downtown. And he's attempting six threes in a game. Six and a half threes a game. The guy's scorching the net. Oh, boy. Well, if I'm going to pick a home loss in this series of games here, I don't know. Could the Wolves go back-to-back losses? It seems like that's kind of the Wolves' style. Like, you win three in a row, and then you lose two in a row. I think the Wolves lose to Detroit, and I, I don't know. It's just an icky matchup. It's not because I'm, you know... Obviously, you know, I want the Wolves to win the game. I think they absolutely can, but I think it's a bad matchup, and it happens. I mean, the, even great teams, they lose to, you know, even great teams. There's certain there's certain clubs out there that are a bad matchup, for better or worse. Uh, Detroit's nothing like a great team, but they're just a thorn in the side. And but then again, they are having a great season, by the way, which is kind of hard to believe. They're ten and three this year. They've really put it together, and you know, it's like you look at that, you, you can't even believe what you're looking at. Um, I don't think they're this good, but they are so far. Wolves will lose to Detroit, and Detroit will pull out the brooms. Uh, Tobias Harris, I think is going to be as deadly as ever. Um, I, I don't like the matchup. I mean, Andre Drummond is a freaking pain in the butt, and so is Reggie Jackson, obviously, and ish freaking Smith. I mean, they have two-point guards that can get that can really drive you nuts. Avery Bradley is good defensively, and he's good offensively. He's a good player. I mean, you know, if the Wolves didn't have Jimmy Butler on the club, and say so you just you wanted, like, a free agent or make a trade for somebody that you hopefully you don't want to give up the farm for, uh, that would be an Avery Bradley, as, as long as the guy can stay healthy. Remember, he was always hurt with Austin, but he's really working out for the Detroit Pistons. I, I love the guy. Nice, strong defender, gets to the free-throw line a little bit, makes 80%, blah, 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 three-point shot, 17 points a game. I mean, the guy's a valuable son of a gun. So, like I'm just saying, but luckily we have Jimmy Bowler, so we don't have to worry about that right now. And Avery's not going to sit on the bench. I mean, he's, a, he's not a backup player. He deserves to start even if it's like 31 minutes rather than 35 or something like that. Um, I don't like this matchup at all to the point and the Pistons will beat the Wolves. Bad matchup man, bad freaking matchup. These guys make threes in their sleep some of them. Ugh. It's just oh yeah yeah Detroit's going to win the game 1 1 10 to 100 something like that. 110 105. The Wolves will be in the game but they just won't get the job done. Detroit will, you know, the old free throw crap back and forth this and that. The Detroit Pistons win 110-105. High-scoring game. Tobias Harris leads the way. Andrew Wiggins. Well, who who's going to be the best player for the Wolves in this game? I'll say it's Jimmy Butler. We'll keep the Wolves in the game. He'll get to the line. Hopefully he has a good shooting night. He'll get in the upper 20s. I think 28 points, something like that will be Jimmy Butler. Of course, you know, you just you, you hope and pray to God that these guys can play can play strong perimeter defense and the Wolves do win this game. It's a nice little springboard uh, for the for the uh, upcoming week here, as the Wolves play some beatable opponents. I mean, you got to get the job done against the two Florida teams at home, Charlotte on the road the next night. I don't know. I don't like that game either. Um, the twentieth of course, Monday night. Monday night basketball, not football. Ay, I I'm not a I'm not really confident going into this one to be quite honest and really to be quite fair, most of these teams are a poor matchup for the Wolves. I mean, Charlotte's historically been that and until that was a nice little home win for the Wolves uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I feel a revenge game. I do. Um, from Mr. Kemba Walker. Uh, he is a really good player, and do you, you really think he's going to have back-to-back yucky games against Jeff Teague? There might be a little mano-a-mano going on. Um, they have lost four in a row, and the freaking Celtics are beating everybody. I mean, phew, Um... Gordon Hayward who? And again, too soon, yes. Too soon, and no disrespect meant. It's just still. I, they won 12 games in a row. I mean, jeez. Sheesh. Geez. I mean, Larry Bird's not walking through that door. Kevin McKill and Robert Parrish aren't walking through that door, Rick Pitino. But boy, they are uh, playing well. They're playing well. <laughs> They're young, exciting, and improving. Damn. <laughs> and that's an old, old bit long ago with that uh, Rick Pitino. That was really funny. Larry Bird is not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. Robert Parrish isn't walking through that door. And if they did, they'd be gray and old. (laughs) I love Rick. I love Rick Patino. And, ah, it sucks. I, ah, I like Louisville. I'm looking at my Louisville hat right now. That's how big a fan I am of the Patinos. And still happy we have one here in Minnesota. Frank Kaminsky, the bleep that bleeper, according to Mr. Uh, Harrison of Kentucky a couple years ago yeah he is what he is he's a solid player he's a ugly son of a gun but he eh, he's okay he's just okay though um better college player than nba from wisconsin yeah wisconsin Mm. Dwight Howard is what he is, blah, blah, blah. You know, we already talked about these guys. I don't like the matchup at all uh, coming into this one. I think Kemba Walker, a competitive son of a gun. I think he's going to have a way, way better game. and I think that'll be one of the big problems coming into this one. Hopefully, T can hold his own, but he just might have one of those yucky, yucky nights, unfortunately, because he's capable of doing that on occasion. I think the Wolves will lose to the Charlotte Bob oh, Bobcats. Come on, Hornets sound so much better. I think the Wolves don't win either one of these games. I think that's just your little... Uh, two steps backwards, three steps forward, two steps back because I think the Wolves will beat the Magic. Um, believe it or not. On the road though, I don't like I never like that matchup no matter what, no matter who's on the Wolves. Um, Wolves lose to the Bob. Gosh, the Wolves lose to the Hornets. Lower scoring game, 80 uh, 98 98 to 98 to 95. 98 to 95 close game. Kemba Walker though ultimately is the better player. I think uh, well, <clears throat> you're not going to see a whole lot of scoring from any of the other guys because they're just you know they're just okay. I think Kemba Walker's going to really have a huge one though, something to the likes of 25, 28, and maybe nine assists, something like that. Set up some threes, Jeremy Lamb, guys like that from outside who can really scorch a net on occasion. And I think Walker will hit. Uh, he's just going to have a comeback type of game. I just that that that, that that's my feeling. The, the Wolves never win there, and I don't think they'll win this one either. Ninety eight. 2 I'm almost thinking like 98-89, but eh, I just got a bad feeling, but the, the Wolves are going to score some points in the game. It's going to be 98-95. to Charlotte hangs on and wins the game. Orlando Magic, as we wrap up the preview segment here, they're 8-6. Even they're doing good, and they started out good last year, too. Fournier, not foreigner, but Fournier can shoot the rock, and he can really hit from the outside, and Gosh, he makes 90% of his free throws, too. Vuvicic is a tough son of a gun. I mean, everybody likes that guy. He's dropped off a bit, though. Uh, His scoring is up. His rebounding is down. Um, I always liked him. He's like the better Nikola, like even better than Pekovic. When Pekovic was good, this guy was always even better. Uh, Aaron Gordon, obviously great athlete. He can shoot, all that. He's kind of like the the Magic's version of uh, Booker, in a sense. Can shoot the rock and can dunk and all that you know great plays this johnson isaac a guy a lot of us liked coming in to the draft he's okay he's averaging only uh what oh he's averaging about 20 minutes a game uh six points you know he's just getting started but we'll see he's developing not a whole lot to say yet other than he is already averaging more than one block a game in 20 minutes so that's good actually Bismack Biambo, the veteran, he's kind of getting buried on the bench there now. But even he's still averaging a blocky game. They're just not playing him very much. Um, They have some good players. Jonathan Simmons, Vuvicic, Gordon, this, that. Alfred Payton, DJ Augustine still, wow, still around. Aaron Afalo is back in Orlando. And what happened to him? I mean, wow. Remember how good he was about five, six years ago? Hmm. wow, Hmm. Uh, I think the Wolves need to win. I think the Wolves need to win this game, even though this team can really shoot three point, the three-point shot, and obviously they can make, you know, they get to the basket, they dunk all, you know, the athletic guys like Aaron Gordon, 54% from the floor because of, you know, his ability to get to the basket. Even Simmons over 50%. So this club, regardless if they're far away or close, they put the ball in the basket. So Wolves defense is going to have to be on in this one, um, big time. It's not going to be an easy game at all. I think it's going to be a close... Finish higher scoring somewhat, 110 to 109. We're talking down to the buzzer. Probably like a game-winning shot from Andrew Wiggins, something like that. Uh, Maybe up close of Carl Anthony Towns. You'd like to see Jimmy Butler hit the game-winning shot, but uh, you love the high IQ from Butler. It'll be something along the lines. I think of Butler getting to the free-throw line, something. He's going to draw a big foul. Uh, Butler and Crawford are just spectacular at it. Uh, Butler is the best guy the Wolves have ever had, other than maybe Sam Cassell. At drawing fouls and making great plays, uh, the good part about Butler is he's not as whiny and obnoxious as Sam Cassell. I mean, Cassell could complain if the sky was blue. Big, the sky's too blue. Damn it, Ref, the sky's too blue. I can't take it anymore. So, oh, come on, come on, the sky's too blue. Can can we ch- change the tint a little bit? Yeah, okay, Sam. Yeah, yeah, Sam. Sure, Sam. Whatever, Sam. Shut up, Sam. Yep, yeah. okay, Sam. Sure, Sam. Whatever, Sam. Shut up, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's kind of a scary game. Um, You know, every one of these games is scary, except Dallas. And that one just has that stupid trap game factor, doesn't it? It just does. You got to win that frickin' Dallas game, man. I mean, you don't lose the Dallas game. And if the Wolves can beat Detroit or Charlotte, then great. And, of course, take care of business against Orlando. It's going to be close. Butler's going to have some kind of a clutch play, that's going to really help down the stretch. Clutch in terms of drawing a big foul at some point. It, probably, it, might, it may or may not be the final play of the game, but down the stretch, the final two minutes or so, Butler's going to fake somebody out and, and get to the free-throw line at a key point, put the Wolves ahead, maybe by one point or three points, something like that, and it'll be helpful down the stretch. The Wolves win the game. 110-109, to 109, a very close, entertaining game at home against an improving Orlando team. That will wrap up the previous segment. Let's get to a interesting and fun uh, fan interaction segment right after this. Back here on segment number three, fan interaction segment to wrap up the show. Thank you again for joining. Gonna get started right away with the Twitter account at Wolves Explosion at Wolves Explosion because Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit. Want to thank Levi and Tanae Brown for retweeting the show. Also, Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast. We'll be talking about them again very shortly in their 300th episode. Tanae Brown says, I think Baz is more likely to get a T- uh, DNP than DNP CD, is in Coach's decision than 20 points this week, and yeah, I I hear you, and he just about did, he managed to get 9 points against the Suns, I suppose, so that's good, I I guess, right, (laughs) he managed to get 9 points, Twitter quiet the past few days, but of course, I was working so hard with the lawns, I didn't tweet at all, so my apologies there, thanks again, though, for the kind uh, words, and the retweets, really appreciate it from you guys over there in New Zealand and Australia, God bless you guys, you're the best Uh, switching things over here to the Facebook page and going to give a quick shout out to the Flips Army Facebook page. Do check that out. In-game threads, you know, oncoming news, post-game this, news this, that. Uh, Very fun page and really appreciate Trevor Wickerin. Great friend, great guy out there. Lives a bit north of here in Minnesota. always allows me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on Flip's Army, so I'm more than obliged to give uh, give him a shout-out and encourage you to join that Facebook page, as well as the Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, which does fit this time. The information for both of these will be all in the show description. You have the link right there. Click on it, and bam, from your smart device or laptop or whatever it is, and there you are. Please give it a follow or like or whatever, all the above, and enjoy. And interact, damn it, damn it, just kidding, what happened to this, hmm, so all the interactions will be from visitor posts, so nobody responded on the, uh, yeah, because I haven't been posting, that's me, so I want to thank Hank McCoy especially, who posted quite a bit, and yes, there it is, Joey, right, (laughs) and I clicked love on that, we're going to get to that in a minute, that is the 300th episode, um, yep. And Ali Siddiqui, posting from Dunking with Wolves. Big shout-out to Ali Siddiqui, dunkingwithwolves.com. Encourage you to read the article. And, yep, the headline is, as expected, Jimmy Butler is making an impact on the Timberwolves. And, yes, he is. Uh, Leading the way defensively, he's got that calm, cool, collected demeanor. The fashion part, I couldn't give a rat's behind about, because it's unimportant. Just just win games, baby. Just win, baby. Play the game. Fashion, well, yeah, well, the good part is he loves the game, and he's focused on it. He's not like uh, Cordero Patterson, where it's all pretty much all about uh, passion, or er, fashion, pardon me. Fashion and not passion, and then, oh, now you're passionate when you realize you just might be out of the league if you keep leaping around. Cordero Patterson of the Vikings, now of the Raiders, who are doing just great. They're doing really well now, aren't they? And I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Whoops. That didn't work out, did it? Good pick, Joey. Good pick. Yes. This will get a very interesting conversation going here. Wayne Hunt, Wayno, and of course Hank McCoy of the Courtside Podcast. And again, yes, he did post it. On the page, you know, I need to. Yeah, he encouraged me to post link on the courtside page as well. Do join the courtside page, by the way. Courtside, just look, just type in courtside. You should get a basketball logo that says court C R T S D E on it. You know, I need to be post. Well, yeah, he encouraged me to post links on there. So yeah, but you are encouraged to post links of your show on Timberwolves Explosion, Wayne Hunt, Hank McCoy, and Vince Germano. Thank you guys so much. Um, Let's get to what uh, Hank had to say here. Hank Wayne had to say, watching this Wolves-Suns game. Yep, that one. (laughs) Transition baskets are killing the Wolves. I know they are a younger team, but minnie has got to do a better job than this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was... (laughs) Uh, You know, that was rubbish. As you might say in Australia or other locations in the world too. But, um, yep, rubbish. Utter rubbish. Uh, It was balls. It was... All of the above. I mean, that game was balls and nothing's working here. There we go. I was saying it's, yep, it's been rubbish. You know, I said it there. Yep, been rubbish so far. Frustrated with the stupid layups and threes, low IQ shots. And the, yeah, see, it's the low IQ shots that were creating fast breaks as well. Like taking a dumb three or forcing up a floater in traffic sometimes. You know, man, you know, and and, and, and you're getting blocked and they're creating fast breaks. But well, you know what? And good on them for high IQ basketball. Your, your blocked shot is creating a fast break going the other direction. That's good basketball by the Suns, you know, and that's that's good stuff. But not against us, damn it. Come on, guys. We're, we're the, supposed to be the ones with the high IQ now. Wayne Hunt says, also, I have been super impressed with Butler-Wiggins combination. I think it's underrated in the league right now. Damn right. And how um, Butler is deferring to Wiggins a bit. And, you know, and it's working good. Uh, but then you get these one-dimensional games for Wiggins. It, and then sometimes when he does other things, it takes away from his scoring, and that shouldn't happen. Come on, Andrew. Come on. Come on. Come on. But I mean, I know partially you got the deferred situation from Weekends. Maybe he's deferring this game, and then uh, Mr. Butler goes out for 25 plus. So that's something you're gonna we're gonna have to live with. Is some of the statistics ain't gonna be as sexy as they were last year because well you know at the end of the day how, how many games did the Wolves win last year like 31 so, eh you know, eh. I guess we'll take our 51 or something, which we might be headed towards, versus 31, I suppose, versus the sexy statistics. Um, But I love the stats, too, sometimes. Hopefully they can catch up a bit. I was saying how the chemistry with the two has been pretty intriguing, to say the least. Wayne Hunt says, I like the fact they look for each other and seem to have built early chemistry early in the season, which is a credit to both players. That's, That's right, both players. You know, it takes... Two to you know, takes two wings to fly. This that there's so many different sayings you could say. Two to tango, blah blah blah. Um, we uh, says Wiggins could have quite easily could have quit easily. He felt Butler was coming in, stepping on his toes, and I was afraid of that. Sure, that's one of the reasons I was afraid to make the trade back. You know, a few months back and all that. Um, Wayne Hunt says, well, that's the ball game. They wet the bet on this one, and you're damn right, uh, Vince Germano. Vince Germano. Wayne Hunt is from Sydney, Australia. Vince Germano is from Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne of the Victoria Providence of Australia. <laughs> He's up, up, up a bit further south than uh, Sydney over there. Sydney's kind of like the New York. Melbourne's like... Uh, I don't know. I can't compare it to my... Uh, mm, it would be like equivalent maybe to like uh, mm, geographically we'll say Dallas. Not... Culturally, necessarily, I'm sure. I, I don't think it's like a, a cowboy town necessarily. But, but then again, even Dallas—is it really a cowboy town, or is that kind of just certain people? Uh, <laughs> so it is what it is. Let's just keep moving. Um, Vince Romano says Wolves dropping games to teams they should be beating. Yeah, frustrating as hell. You're you're right. I mean, it was just terrible IQ. It, it's just like a game where they just you know, Phoenix played hard. They played well. They they wanted that game and they got it. But it was still bullcrap. Um, I was saying, oh, you giving up the trillion threes, it's just got, you know, and, and we got blocked, I don't know how many times, and of course the layup lines ensued after that. Yep, Wayne Hunt was saying Towns needs to get his shit in check. Yep, sometimes, you know, you're giving up too many layups, Towns. Like, get back over there, man. He said, either that or you move Gorgon Taj and bring in someone who can anchor the defense. Still plenty of time to make a move like that and work them in. Shit, Okay, OKC so are falling apart. Make a deal for Adams and woo boy, ooh, there, there's a New Zealander right there, that could, uh, that guy is awesome. I love Stephen Adams. There's a New Zealander that knows how to play the game of basketball, and I'm and I, you know, I, you know, just looking at uh, Tane, I bet he's could be. I bet he's a good player too. I mean, that guy's that guy's a tough son of a gun too. I bet. <laughs> oh man, you guys are, uh, you know, I could see, uh, I can see Tane being fairly athletic too, um, but let's go back Uh, Adams would be a monster of an addition I would love it I love what Taj Gibson brings I'm not going to lie but again he plays a role more than anything else where I think Adams well okay he plays a role too but he's really good at it you know he's like at that next level beyond Taj and he's younger uh, Taj isn't gonna last forever. He'll 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 last a while, like you know the David West of the world, and that's kind of what Taj's role is, like a David West um, at this stage. So, <clears throat> a little bit h- higher than West's role in uh, Golden State and all that. But yeah, you know, I was also saying how I knew the, goal- the OKC thing wasn't gonna work out because it's just a freaking mess. So I'm not a huge uh, fan of what OKC did necessarily bringing in Carmelo. Bringing in Paul George is one thing, but Carmelo, ah. That guy is a killer, man. He's a killer. So let's get to it. Three hundred episodes with Ben Wallace holding up those arms in celebration, championship belt uh, on there. You have a little. I, I like that little Photoshop action going on there. Vince Romano's the uh, championship belt guy. I, I would say. Yeah, it almost looks like a wrestler the way uh, it's all set up because yeah, you've got the arms up and the, and the and the headband and the wristbands and all that on Ben Wallace, their former Detroit Pistons uh, star player, of course. The Courtside Podcast launching our brand new hoops buff trivia episodes. Got what it takes. Man, that's cool. Um I have it downloaded. I'm about to listen to it like immediately, especially with the lawn cleanups. That's the perfect time to listen because I can pay attention better. You know, like when I'm at home, I'm more distracted just, you know, doing this, doing that. But sometimes I listen at home too. Doing the doing the cleanup tomorrow when it's drier will be better though, because I'll really be able to, you know, I, I can pay attention so much better when I'm doing something like that. Um, podcasts just they really make your day and courtside podcast is no exception i mean i just love the courtside podcast i endorse it a thousand percent man and you they, they endorse timberwolves explosion they called me a uh, courtside approved and courtside is timberwolves explosion approved both of us are veteran 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 shows um obviously the courtside is at 300 episodes timberwolves explosions at 208 at this stage T.E. is really, really old, though. I mean, I started recording this in um, August 2008. There were some ups and downs with, you know, forecaster coming back and forth. Of course, Courtside disappears, comes back on occasion once in a while because people get sick or unavailable. And it's not long, lengthy disappearing, just maybe a month or so here and there. But other than that, though, sometimes they record weekly, and this show is re- weekly, and sometimes with the forecaster. It was just off and on sometimes. Love the guy to death, but at the same time, when you can't do the show, you get frustrated, and it can it can put a strain on your friendship. Luckily, that's healed. For I I would have to say, um, and that's what we're all about healing friendships here. Uh where was the comment? Oh yeah, ah, that's funny. Today, um, this was of course he posted the three hundred episode. Today was saying no thanks, too many anti New Zealand comments on that podcast. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, because they do joke about New Zealand. Yeah, they're just this little country below us. Yeah, you know look at you, look at you guys, don't be doing that, no, (laughs) and and of course, they're kidding, Hank McCoy says, hey, Joey, I I try to imitate it fairly well without saying it as loud, I suppose, he says, thanks for all the support and shout outs, let's talk soon about getting you over to the Courtside Network, damn right, yep, I am, uh, yeah, I've got the pen right here, Do, do you see it, do you hear this, this right here? Hear that sound? That's my signature right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he says, if any of your regular listeners are having trouble finding us, here's a link. Here's our link to episode 300. Ueno, a.k.a. Hank. That's damn right. Uh, he says, let's settle. Okay, the courtside uh, 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 show description for episode number 300 is, let's settle the trash talking with a little game of hoops buff trivia. Pardon me. Hoops buff trivia. It's the 300th episode of Australia's zaniest NBA show, the Courtside Podcast. We want to take this time to thank you guys, the fans, for supporting us over the years. And if you're new Courtside page, welcome to the show. Yep. Oh, and if you're new to the Courtside page, welcome to the show. I was going to say, what am I? What? What? Did I read that wrong? Yes, I did. I'm sorry. He says, do Do you know your NBA trivia? Damn right, I do. Yeah, I'm right. I do. I'm one of the greatest, right? <laughs> no. I, I. I hope I am. Of course, I'm a basketball guru. Damn it! And yeah, yeah. I. I say that with confidence. I'm not a pompous expert, like some people say. Expert, yes. Pompous, no. So, <laughs> I feel pretty confident. I know a lot about uh, the NBA. I'm yes, at least to like 1979. We'll say 79 till today pretty i'm pretty damn good um uh, uh, i started officially watching in very early 90 91-ish or, around then but uh, casually a little bit earlier than that we'll say and then of course i'm a history buff and all that too so 79 and and of course you know i i know about the 60s the celtics and 70s a bit here you know the havlicek you know havlicek 60s and 70s bob Cousy, uh, of course even george mikan in the 50s um with the Minneapolis Lakers Sid Bleepen Hartman who's still living, he was the, the general manager of that club, Sid Hartman of course Star Tribune uh, columnist WCCO, uh, commentator I won't say host because I don't think he's ever hosted a show, he's more of a commentator um, he's not the host type, he's more like the the comment, you know the big big mouth guy in the past when he had his voice, now it's getting, at 97 it's getting quite uh, worn out unfortunately, poor guy, his, his voice uh, has gotten much quieter Um, and of course, John Cundla, who passed away at a, at 101, wow, just unbelievable back in the, in the summer here. Um, God bless John Cundla, the head coach of that club, lived 101, died in Northeast Minneapolis in the nursing home just this past summer. So quite amazing how both of those guys were still living at not that long ago. And of course, Mr. Uh, Sid is still living at 97 years of age. Okay. So yes, enough about me and my, my trivia knowledge. Sorry. But, um, Highly endorse the Courtside Podcast. Do check it out on iTunes and, of course, Podbean as well. Podbean is an application where you could sign up for the premium on the Courtside Network premium episodes, $20 a year. A year, $20 a year, and I'll be joining that very soon, like any day now, any day now, any month now, whenever it is, but I will be joining it whenever it is. And I, I'm not rushing anybody, just saying it's it's there. You know, I mean, it's going to happen. Regardless, it, it's inevitable. Um, <laughs> just like if you see a... Uh, a red sunset, it's a sailor's delight. And the red morning is a sailor's mo- uh, warning. So the sailor's warning is I'm coming, damn it. Haha. Ha. And the delight is that I'm coming too. <laughs> now I'm getting kind of weird and zany myself here at the end. I apologize. Uh, but do join the page. God bless Vince Germano, Hank McCoy, Stu Benson. You guys are great. Stu Benson's awesome too. Um, even though he hates my politics. <laughs> no, everybody does, right? Okay. <laughs> I am what I am, though. I mean, you love me, hate me, whatever it is. Going to give a quick shout-out uh, to the veterans, too, as Veterans Day just passed. God bless the United States of America, armed forces, the veterans that uh, have come and gone over the many, many, many years back to 17, 1776, Revolutionary War, uh, 1812, uh, um, Civil War, World War One, World War Two all the wars up to today, and of course, just the many operations over the years as well. Just want to say thank you to those of you that sacrificed so much for so many years. I will give you a moment of silence. God bless the USA, the United States of America, and its armed forces. So now we'll wrap up the show in terms of getting you on here. If, you, if you'd like to, join the uh, phone line, if you could, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. Your voice can be on here with me. Uh, there's the Call Now button on the Facebook page. Click on that. It goes through the it's the same phone line, Save if you're international it goes through the Facebook Messenger application joins joins in right away the same situation it's a 3 minute limit with that line but then it comes right to Dylan Richardson who does the sports stuffcom sends it to me and i put it on the show and of course there's the audio submission route which is why i have an email address shown on on the show description which i'll get to right now um, you simply use the free recording devices on whatever smart device you have the, the free recording application pardon me ipad iphone ipod samsung this and uh, lg that whatever it is uh, record it treat it like a phone call whatever you can have you know, five minutes whatever or or less or more whatever as long as it's not like three hours and try to stay on topic as best you can and email it to Paladinolive live at yahoo.com Paladino live at yahoo.com That uh, email address is in the show description. You could copy and paste it, email, boom, you're done. And then I will convert it with uh, the zamzar.com into an MP3 file so I can use it on Audacity. Uh, Apologies also if the audio sounds a little different than it has in the past because I went through the whole thing with the virus and I... Uh, reinstalled Audacity and ended up being a significantly newer and different version. So the, you know, calibration, coordination of this and that it might be a little different. So if it's different, it's different, and I apologize. Um, if you have any issues, like maybe it's too loud, too quiet, let me know. This is too loud, this is too quiet, let me know. I always listen back to the shows because I love the sound of my voice. But no, I also like quality control. If something sounds like horse crap, I want to fix it. I, I don't want to just keep forcing it on you over and over and over, so God bless, thank you for listening, please tell your friends about the show if you could, and have a nice week or so, and uh, hopefully the cleanups get done fairly soon get that freaking water to dry up that would be nice, that's all I ask I'm not complaining about the work as much as I'm complaining about the damn moisture, that's all so dry up leaves, let's get back to work let's get it done, but again, thank you for allowing me to do the show today at least (laughs) talk to you soon